What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Let's go bonkers for bongos. You know what I mean? Come on! Bongo it up, baby. Bongo it up. You know, every once in a while, uh, I think back to Kind of Funny Live 3, and I think about the fact that there was a song made about Nick bongoing Kevin's bear belly, yeah, and that we had a thousand people losing their shit and jumping up and down to Nick slapping Kevin on the belly while cryo went off <laughs> and yeah. we're all jumping up and down. And it's like, if there was one, if we had to describe kind of funny in like five seconds, it would be a gif of that for me. So thank you for bringing that back into my mind, Greg. By saying Anytime I'm happy to, I'm happy to be here to put things in your mind. Kevin nude waist down. <sighs> oh God. <laughs> the man that is very very offended by that is the new face of video games <laughs> blessing at aoe junior how's it going thanks for having me it's going real good it's going real good and the man that i feel like i haven't talked to in way too damn long the former and former imran khan it's been about two weeks yeah that's way too damn long tim i don't i don't like that i don't i need more imran <laughs> in my life how are you doing I'm doing good. I listened to the Gamescast last week because I was not on it. Snowbike Mike, like, I don't know what you guys put in his coffee, but holy shit, <laughs> he went, he went off. He went, like, mm -hmm. that is a side of Snowbike Mike I've literally never seen. And I've known the guy, what, like, two years at this point? Like, it's, I think I said on Twitter, that should be Spicy Snowbike Mike or The Spicicle. I've known him even longer. I've known him even longer than you, Imran, and I've never heard him that amped up with terrible opinions. It was insane. He was coming at controller. Get the fuck out of here! I have respect for anybody who can say that that sort of thing with as much confidence. You know what I mean? Yeah, straight with faces as he can. If you want to talk about me being a PlayStation fanboy, you know what I mean? People call me a PlayStation fanboy. We're gonna fucking listen to this guy. That's that's a fan, but that's an ex bot if I ever met one. That's the kind of guy even Phil Spencer's like, I don't know. But my I favorite, myself with this. I love the who the heck is Galactus. Like that was just like <laughs> such only Snowbike Mike can bring that type of heat. And I, I appreciate that's it very true. much. But I'm happy to have you back, Imran. I, I don't want to get too off the, the rocker here, Greg, but I need to know some some facts because I you know we do games daily, this combination of folks right here plus uh Gary Oh, Wood actually, great point. Where I don't know where exactly you're about to go with game, your game's <laughs> daily reference. Where are you going with it? Uh, you can you, do your thing. Blessing in Imran. Are you fucking kidding me? Why? Oh, Eddie Vedder. What would he sing at the Game Awards? Why would he be at the Game Awards? Why would Game... Really? I don't think I need... Uh, so one, I did not know he was the one who did the Last of Us song. That was just complete. I did not know that. But also, I don't think of Eddie Vedder separately from Pearl Jam. Period. Like, ever. That is not was a this thing the conversation I, we had. Yeah, this post, is the post show. show we were talking about this. Oh, I don't know who Eddie Vedder is. I, I know he's from Pearl Jam, and I know Pearl Jam because I used to live in Seattle. That's the only reason I know what Pearl Jam is. So Seattle see, I don't understand it here because this is the thing. You're gonna come in. You played this game. You love this game. Uh, <laughs> blessing. You talk, the narrative backbone of this game is Future Days by Pearl Jam. You know what I mean? Have your eyes open for a second. Listen on one of the spoiler casts. You're not. You don't know. That's fine. But then I. Greg Miller, I'm gonna get shit when I don't know that Cactus Jack is Travis Scott, and I have no idea what Travis Scott well, says. That's, that's different, though. Every, everybody that knows who Travis Scott is. <laughs> that's different. Everybody knows who Travis Scott okay. is. Uh, Travis Scott is making a new PlayStation game. I'm very excited about. It. I hope it's Metal Gear. I'm gonna out myself worse here because <laughs> well, I did. Well, hold on, Imran. Imran, I need to cut you off real quick. You hope that Travis Scott is making Metal Gear. <laughs> we've been talking. Travis been talking Scott about this for snake. Years I get now. it. I see it. Solid Snake. We've all been the way, talking man. about this for years. Uh, uh, 
Tim, I don't think you, you caught this on yesterday's no, game where we were no, theorizing because the, the new story came out that Travis Scott is working on a new PlayStation game. Theoretically, yeah. possibly working on a new PlayStation game. Uh, and we've been talking about for years what a new Metal Gear could be because Kojima is probably done with it. He probably doesn't want to touch Metal Gear anymore. Mm-hmm. But you need somebody. If somebody's going to tackle that franchise, is gonna if somebody's going to make either a new entry or remake or whatever it may be, they have to have vision. They have to be a personality right they have to be a leader they have to be a auteur and i think travis Ojima. scott travis scott I travis mean, scott embodies wrong. all those things you travis scott is a creative and i think like i think kojima would be down with it i think mm-hmm. if it, i think kojima's the type of dude who's like if i'm gonna sign off on anybody it's going to be somebody who has the the presence of a travis scott like travis scott fits that bill also i want him to sing uh, or do a cover of snake eater from metal Gear Solid three i think oh that'd be God. a great cover that would be fantastic greg miller from kind of funny yeah blessing at aoye jr from kind of funny did travis scott mm. do old town road no that's little that's little nos x what has travis scott done other than made a cheeseburger sicko mode sicko mode yes you know sicko mode what's that Make the cheeseburger. He just said barbecue it go, sauce. It goes. <laughs> he just said barbecue sauce. Oh, chili. <laughs> Even nah, that wasn't original. Yeah, it, was, right. it wasn't. It wasn't right. barbecue. It wasn't barbecue sauce. My Apparently boy Raj. Ketchup. Yeah, it just showed me a picture. Oh my god! I just Play jumped it. into. I just jumped into the sicko mode video about two minutes and. 18 seconds in. Pull it up. Pull it up. Doing that. That's what, what is going on? That's when the the, the beat change up happens, right? Plus? Yeah, dude. dude, that beat change up happens about five times in that song. It is. It is. Amazing. I've never heard this song. It is one of the best songs of the last 50 years. I'll put. I'll put that. Wait, out can there. you sing it for it, me so I can kind of get a sense of it? Uh, I want to tell you right around the three and a half minute mark, another booty shows up. Wow. <laughs> uh, so Greg, can you focus so on the time. music, not the bodies? Sure. Go go back to the to uh, the uh, the zero timestamp. I need you to play it from the beginning because it starts okay. off so elegant. And okay. the thing the 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 genius to sickle mode uh, is it starts off with the dopest beat of all time, right? You're like, oh fuck, like this this shit is building. Oh man, we're about to get into some shit. And then right when the beat's about to drop, they take it from you and replace mm-hmm. it with an even doper beat. And like, who would have thought of that? Right, like who would have thought of that? There's no artist of the generation that's doing that that sort of thing. And then it switches Ooh. up again and again. And by the time you get to the end of the song, you're like, is, "Am I listening to the same song from the bu- from before?" Yeah, Dr- no, Drake's on the song too. There are like five songs on one song. <laughs> oh, that's Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I do a Leo DiCaprio point. Like that's Drake. <laughs> I know him. I know that guy. <laughs> oh, this anyway, is the kind of funny mode. games cast each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them you can get the show live as we record it by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like james hastings sancho west gaming julian the gluten-free gamer did all of you also get the show ad free and with the exclusive post show what was that wow about oh greg's jamming when he did the when the the beat change happened and what's what's the Hold on, hold on, hold on. I had I went and then single mo mo mo. You went into the James Hastings things and it matched perfectly. Where it was like you introduced Patreon producers right as the beat change. That was crazy. Wow. Uh, everybody, wow. go if you can find this. It's Travis Scott sicko mode featuring Drake official video on YouTube. <laughs> I've left the comment. Kind of funny games cast sent me. Go thumbs that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I know that uh, there's probably a percentage of the audience that's really annoyed that we're talking about this right now, and there's another percentage that is all about it. So I'm going to take excited. a little little tangent that just. 
a little further because the the topic of this episode that we'll get to in just a second is the Game Awards nominee predictions. We're going to go one by one through all of them. We'll all make our predictions in a couple of weeks. We'll look back and see who is the victor. But before we do that, since we're talking about this music stuff, me and my brother have been having a, 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 a lively debate over the last couple of weeks since the Grammy Award nominees mm. were announced. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I do want to just talk to you guys as a group about the song of the year. All right. Bless, do you have any just top level thoughts on this, like off the top of your head? Song like for video games? No, 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 no. Grammy you- Award, song of the year. Oh, like actual song of the year for. Um... Yeah. I don't know. And that's fine. That's Nothing fine. That's fine. Yeah. Because there's a couple songs of whatever. But what I really just want to break, bring to this group of people that I, I, you know, not to insult anyone here, but I'm going to say is uneducated in the in the oh, music absolutely. sphere. Nail on the head, man. The, Nail on the head. The the debate me and my brother have is between "Don't Start Now" by "Don't Start Now." <laughs> nope. By Dua Lipa. By Dua Lipa. "Don't Start Now" by Dua Lipa or "The Box" by Roddy Rich. Ooh, the box by Roddy Rich is a, is a good one, but I think you guys are Les, missing out on on why. Can can you can you explain to Greg what the Roddy Rich song "The Box" is using your mouth? <laughs> that's it, right? That's like the song is like that's the beat. Oh fuck, you're getting cut out. You're getting cut out. Oh, am I getting it, cut do out? Do it louder. Do it louder. Uh, can you hear that? Every, every, every all I hear is the one. E. Every other one's getting cut out. Oh my god! <laughs> this is it, such a fail. This is such damn. a fail. <laughs> but yeah, this you would be nailing on this it. one. But yeah, yeah it, it's like basically it's it's e. I'm making it like an e-er sound back and forth. Yeah. E-er, and it's it like sound, it, it sounds like a, a, a like people fucking on a bed. Yes, and, and that's the beat. Okay. And it's fucking it's fucking I awesome. Get I, I get down. I, with I that. still think that don't start now is like that's like a commercial song. That is an old Navy commercial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I, I mean, this, I don't. I feel like WAP <laughs> takes both of those though. Not on the list. Not on the really? list. Really? Yeah. That's shocking. I wonder if it, it is. Did it miss the time frame? Like that I seems don't know. like a. I don't step. know. It seems very ridiculous because I, I I think I would agree with you, Bless. But again, not to reintro the show, but this is the kind of funny games cast where we talk about video games. So I want to tell you about that. But first, I want to tell you that we are. Brought to you by The Legend of Bumbo. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's get right into it. Game Awards 2020, Greg Miller. Hey. So close. Can I tell you how excited I am for the first time in years to watch the Game Awards with you guys? Holy shit. Wait, we've never done it. That's kind of funny, no? Yeah. That's really crazy. Greg Miller, fancy man. Wearing the suits, Fun taking suit. the best picture he's ever taken that we use for every headshot from now until infinity with the <laughs> IGN logo behind him. Was That's that the dice? dice awards? Those are the awards I host. All right, these are the awards I go drink at and leave the, the three fourths of the way through. Mm, mm, <laughs> really I'm, long. It's really cold. You don't even oh. stay for the game of the year award announcement. Ah, I mean, once you get there, you know it's going to be a Zelda. You know it's going to be a red. Mm. I'm kidding. Yeah, you stay for the whole thing. Hold on, yeah. I got to, I'm too hot. I got to take off my Christmas sweater. I hate Talk that right now he looks like he has some weird poncho. Blessing's cool shirt. It is a very cool shirt. Thank you. Happy 30th Blessing. birthday, Mario. Give, give us your Mario impression that you gave us earlier. <laughs> the mic is fucking you today, Blessing. Whenever is it, Blessing is it not some catching? kind of weird... Ooh, ooh. <laughs> we got to, we got to, uh, I don't know what's going on. I've not go, changed anything about the mic. You can go into the settings and lower down the um, gate. I thought I turned off the gate. 
Uh, no, there's 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 <laughs> usually a, we we set at negative seventy usually negative sixty nine somewhere around there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, nice. Now, Greg, you bring up that the game awards are very long. They are yep. very long, and they, right. they're always very long. There's never been a like short show, and there's never even been a show where we're like, oh, that was the right length. And it's weird because you, people still complain there's not enough awards. They complain this, that, whatever. Too many rap performances. It's just a commercial. Yeah, whatever. I fucking love the Game Awards. Love are they too awards. long? They're extremely long. I don't want to say they're too long. But this year, they're they only the like, What? They got to be short this year, right? No, this year they're coming. They're straight up saying it's four hours. Oh, shit. I missed them. They said it's from four to eight. <laughs> so it's like, you know, setting expectations. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Jeff Keeley, if anything, learned this summer that you just have to set expectations correctly sure. over things. sometimes it's a little too much sometimes it's being a little too on the nose about exactly what we're getting at everything but four hours of the game wars are about to happen next week i'm sure there will be many announcements some of consequence some of no consequence i don't think vin diesel will make an appearance this year which is kind of a bummer tom <laughs> holland will though tom holland will though and yeah. we assume um, he brings with him the uncharted trailer right do you think movie yeah, well, yeah, yeah, not a game. Yeah, I'm talking about the, the movie I, he's I was, in. That rap when I, when yeah. they first announced them, I, I like I, my brain skipped the movie, and I was like, "Fuck it, man, bring a new game." I'll, I'm down for them to announce Uncharted five and a half or whatever. Ooh, I kind of like that. I haven't even thought about that. And you're right, Greg. That probably does make sense. We'll talk about even predictions the teaser of what we think we're getting from that stuff at, at, later in the show. I want to go through the nominees right now, and we're gonna take our bets, our predictions on who. It's going to take it all. Uh, I sent you guys the the list of nominations. You can go to the Game Awards website to follow along at home if you would like. Uh, We're going to start at the bottom of this. Start from the bottom. Now we're here. Greg, that's a reference you might get from your favorite artist, Drake. That is a song that I've heard uh, many a time, and now I know it's Drake. Thank you. Started from the bottom, now we're here. That's right. Started from the bottom, now the whole crew's here. You know what I mean? He, I he, <laughs> he knew he knows more than I thought he would. <laughs> uh, all right. So you guys, do you have this page brought yes. up? Yes. Now, Greg, mm-hmm. do you want to warn the crew about my ability to predict things Uh-oh. as proven on PSLVUXOXO? I mean, no, because then I got to bring <laughs> up me losing a lot again. But, like, be careful. You guys, he lost Blessing- a lot. Blessing was calling Metacritics on the dot to fuck me over from a month, two months ago on a thing we just did on PSL of you. Nailed now, them on the dot what they would be. That is insane. And I do want to remind you guys that at the beginning of this year, we did a episode of us predicting Metacritic scores for the entire year of games. Oh, and goodness. we're going to look back at that in oh, 2021. God. Oh, damn. <laughs> and I see, forgot what I said. See, who the hell knows what we said? Everything's delayed. <laughs> that was seven yeah. years ago. Like, I don't remember yeah, anything was, about that now. Yeah. So I'm excited ago. about that. But let's start off here with we're not going to do all of the awards. We're only going to do ones that, like, we have anything that we can say about, right? So obviously down here, we're not going to talk about esports team. Get None out of us, here. None of us are, are equipped for that. Esports host. None of us are equipped for that. Golden shout, boy! Out, shout out to Golden Boy, Alex Mendez. We yeah. hope that he gets it because we're big fans of him. But we love him. Moving on from there, best esports game. I think that we should be able to make predictions of that. Do you guys agree? Sure. I, mean, I think they're blind guesses, but sure. Yeah, but I, I think it's enough of like the, like it's as blind a guess as any of the other things okay. that we're going into, right? Mm-hmm. The nominees Before are. Before we even begin, what I want to do is clear my own head. All right. <sighs> And remind myself of some sage-like wisdom Anakin JMT points out that I said 
last year he put this on the subreddit and i can't thank anakin enough reminder for greg one year ago after the game awards 2019 you said either on a kfgd or gamescast to have someone remind you come gamescast tga 2020 predictions to go mainstream with your predictions don't overthink it just go with the mainstream option and you most likely come out on top well my phone has reminded me of this today so here it is greg go mainstream with your gamescast predictions for game awards 2020 don't overthink it my mind is clear go tim but that's not true like if you look at last year it wasn't mainstream winners go tim <laughs> go for it the nominees for best esports game and i'm going to read the description too to get us kind of thinking about this for the game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players inclusive inclusive of tournaments community support and content updates irrespective of genre or platform call so, of duty modern warfare what, what's up, everyone? I was going to say last year's uh, ones before you go to the, this year's. Go for last, it. Go for last it. year's nominees were League of Legends, Fortnite, Overwatch, Dota 2, and Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Wow. So no, keep that in mind as you read this list. Which is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Fortnite, <laughs> League of Legends, and Valorant. So last year, League of Legends won. I don't think anyone thinks super hard about this, except for like the esports sites. So I think Greg's instinct to go mainstream or most maybe <laughs> either Fortnite or League of Legends. Those seem like the obvious answers. Why not Valorant? Again, I don't play this these kind of games and don't follow esports to this degree, but I hear people talk about Valorant a lot. Valorant Ooh. feels like the kind of game that should have gotten more conversation than it did. Like I know people play Valorant and people really like Valorant, but for a game, for th for that game, I would have expected it to take over the world in a way that it didn't necessarily do. But even though I know take people over love the it. Sports world. That's my I thing. Do you think a little bit, yeah? Because like uh, you know, I think uh, was this was on our ballot? No, it wasn't. Was it on our ballot? It doesn't matter. Well, like we would have abstained from this category. How many people abstained from this category? And then you only have the people who know esports voting on this category. Would they have gone Valorant because it's made the best moves? I don't know, because I think that to me, from the outside and from slightly inside because of Andy's world, sure. like Valorant felt like the exclusive club that everyone wanted to get in for like two weeks. But then everyone, yeah. once everyone got in, they realized it was overcrowded and they didn't want to be there. I don't hear I, anything about Valorant. I might have, I might have stretched that out, uh, analogy there, but like some of it, there's, it's based in truth. Like so, I don't hear when a new character gets announced or like there's a new event or like a new esports thing. Like I, I don't, granted, I don't keep up on that stuff in general, but I don't hear that about Valorant and that that should be the, this should be the year they do that. Cause that game just came out. So it should be the brand new hotness, but I don't see everyone. The only reason I would see Valorant winning this is if people went, Oh, that's new. We should give this a shot. Well, that's my thing is I, I'm looking at this category, looking at these choices. I'm immediately inclined to go Valorant because Valorant is the new one. And I feel like when you look at modern warfare, counter-strike fortnite in league of legends it's like out of those four which one of those had a truly standout year for esports and like again us talking about esports specifically kind of throws a wrench into this for me because i'm like okay i can talk about some of these games in general like fortnite has new seasons that are awesome and all that stuff uh modern warfare had warzone which is awesome but like in the esports world how are folks looking at that which for mm -hmm. me like is a more hardcore like way more in tune thing that i feel like i'm not I'm not as tuned in on. Which I'm again, going League. Yeah, League won last year, so it can't be like only the esports people caring. 
Like, it, if that were the case, it would have been probably Counter Strike or Dota. I'm I mean, saying Valorant. It, I'm saying Valorant, but I don't know what the fuck sports? I'm talking about. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm mm. going to go League because League won last year and League's on this one this year. So I have not heard of League screwing up in a major way. So probably wins again this year. I'm going to go Call of Duty Modern Warfare because of Warzone. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, then best esports event we're going to skip. Best esports coach we're going to skip. Best esports athlete we're going to skip. Best debut game. For the best debut game created by a new independent studio, we have Carry On, Mortal Shell, Raji, an ancient epic, Roki, and Phasmophobia. Hmm. I vote that Phasmophobia. Me too. I would personally, if I were picking this, I would pick Phasmophobia. I think Carry On is better known. You think so? I think it had a better. Oh. No way. Like, yes. Carry On? Among people who are voting on this sort of thing, yes, I think people will be like, "Oh yeah, Here's I've my heard." Thing. I think I'm with you. I understand what you're saying because Devolver was behind Carry On, right? As publisher, mm -hmm. I think more people have heard of Carry On, but I think it underperformed expectations. Like, I, I don't think it lived up to what those initial E3 demos were. So, I think people know the name, but they're like, "Oh, but it, it wasn't that great." Whereas Phasmophobia, I think, is the name. If you've heard it, you know, oh, people are streaming it. Oh, people are really loving it. Blah blah blah. I think it's. Yeah. The, I think it, it's the. It's you know, the tale of two different things of. Expectation, low expectations, you know, high results, uh, high high expectations, low results, kind of thing. I think for carrying, it's a combination of being devolver backed and also debuting on Game Pass. So is that sort of thing of, mm -hmm. hey, this is a perfect game for me not having to care about it at all. Of like, this is just a three hour thing that I can just play on Game Pass. I have no investment in it, and what I played looked and felt nice for like an hour. Sure, it's definitely between those two. Yeah, like the other. I've played I've played Raji and I've played Mortal Shell. Those are both fine games. I don't think they're in competition for this thing really. There was no real conversation about them and no real mass critical critical consensus anyway. I feel like Raji has a chance because I know there was like a big conversation around it culturally for the things that it was doing that was unique from a lot from a lot of other games. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you guys that I think it's between Carrion and Phasmophobia. And overall, I'm probably going to go Phasmophobia for my Ooh. prediction. Yeah, I'm going to be the outlier and they'll say Carrion. All right, moving on. Early shout out to everybody who's gone to the Travis Scott video so far and already left a comment on my comment. Thank you. <laughs> content creator of the year. For a streamer or content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. Alana Pierce, J. Ann Lopez, Nick Burks, Tim the Tatman, or Valkyrie. This is what they replaced Trending Gamer with, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Last year, the first year of this. Yeah. yeah. So this I is for a streamer. Or, oh, I said that. But streamer content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to be an interesting runoff because we are so, I mean, obviously, I, I want to vote for Alana. I want to say Alana is going to win. And we know Alana so well, having her come from our sphere, working for us uh, for XCast. Uh, and then the fact that she does such amazing charity work and streams for charity, what, multiple times? It seems like every week she's always doing something, you know, paying it forward. But then you, if so, that's my argument. But I'm wondering how insular that is, of how mm -hmm. limited that is. Like, you know, Tim the Tatman broke through i thought in an interesting way where and i know this sounds goofy but i know who tim the tatman is i follow tim the tatman right where it's like that's i with all due respect to everybody else i don't know the other people where it's like he was able to cross over that way so does he already have the 
live streaming Fall Guys audience and they're coming over? And then is it just this argument of, is that what this award is though, right? Because they go for an important and positive impact on the community. Tim the Tatman's hilarious and funny and his Fall Guys stuff was funny, but does it fall under that definition? Are people even looking at that definition when they think content creator of the year? I mean, Tim, Tim's also done a lot of the charity stuff and, and so was Nick. So it's like, like a lot of that is there too for the positive impact side of it i do think when it comes like just kind of breaking things down process of elimination i think that tim is over nick and that might even just be because of the um fact that tims are better than nick but also the fact that <laughs> uh tim had that fall guys moment where sure. all eyes were on him right mm -hmm. and that went hella mainstream and people were talking about that we talked about that you know yeah. whereas like we never talked about nick Merckx on a show yeah, I don't know who Valkyrie, he is. 100 Thieves, she's doing great stuff. I don't think she really has a chance. Like, I think that that's... Really? Yeah, I, I, I think, think that hmm. she, to me, is, like, the easy, like... She's 80% there, but we have people that are over 80. So, I, I think it's between... And Jan Lopez, uh, unfortunately, I'm unfamiliar with. Like, Valk Valkyrie, out of, all, out of all these, aside from Alana, because I know Alana, obviously, because, like, IGN and her being everywhere. Um, but if I was... If I was outside of this specific world, out of this specific loop, I feel like Valkyrie would be the one where I'm like, okay, I know that name. Like over even over Nick Merckx and Tim the Tap Man, I see Valkyrie everywhere. Like even when I'm scrolling on TikTok, I see Valkyrie stuff pop up. See, but I would argue that like even like Courage is a more popular hundred thieves person than than Valkyrie. But I, I see where you're coming mm -hmm. from. There's like different audiences there. I think it's between Alana and Tim the Tap Man. I, I think that because of where the world's at right now and because of a lot of the people voting on this. I'm pretty split. It's a tough one. I think Alana is definitely the most ubiquitous of all of them, but also like I'm not sure how much ubiquity helps you here. Like this is a a specific category, and it really depends on what people are voting on. Like, have I have I heard of this person, or are we thinking about their their positive impact, or are we looking for the newer faces, like to kind of push up those like you know up and comers versus you know. People who are well established, and also we asked Alana, we put it on the ether, is God of War 5 a PS5 title? And she didn't answer, so you know, maybe she's not gonna win point. because of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Not giving us the straight answers. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm me, going to him to tap man, and I, I want Alana to win, but I'm going to him to tap man. He has two point something million followers on Twitter. Yeah, that's a lot. Remember when I beat PewDiePie though? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I'll never Things forget. Change. Things change. <laughs> I'm voting Alana. I think I'll vote for Alana too. I think I think Ubiquity does help her here. I'm a split, honestly, because I think uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the definition again, right for the for the category, right? It's for a streamer content creator who has made an important and positive impact on the community in 2020. I know Jan Lopez; she runs Black Girl Gamers, which like I've I've seen around for like years. And I know for a fact that her career is basically dedicated toward making that positive change and put and pushing and highlighting black uh voices in gaming which i feel like abides by the writing for this category but i think the popularity of valkyrie might push her over and so i'm going to go valkyrie for my prediction here's the thing i'm really glad um, i'm not the one actually choosing this and i'm just kind of predicting who's going to win because i feel like i would feel real bad because i do not know enough about all this and all these people seem like they're real great yeah that's true, that's <laughs> true. Mm. uh moving on to best multiplayer for outstanding multiplayer. online multiplayer sorry, gameplay sorry. and design including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences irrespective of game genre or platform animal crossing new horizons among us 
Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Valorant. How did Animal Crossing get there? Oh, it has multiplayer. I know it has multiplayer, <laughs> but like barely. Don't you love waiting for me to come to your island? Like stopping everything you're doing for me to come to your island and not being able to do certain things on your island because I'm coming over? <laughs> a joke I mean, it, of a nomination. It, it's it's no problem because it's a seaplane. That's my only answer to that. <laughs> like I'm I'm going Warzone. I'm going Among Us. I'm gonna go Fall Guys. I think I'm Fall Guys. Go I think Fall if Guys got it would have good spread, but so right. many different places. And I think you know the PlayStation Plus helped to get in so many different hands. And again, that's one of the ones that again I don't know how much is actually well, I'm going off of Greg from 2019 telling me to worry about. Uh, well, I guess probably no, that would be right. Greg from 2019 telling me to go mainstream. Like I feel Fall Guys broke through. Obviously, Call of Duty is more mainstream than anything, but like. I'd argue Among Us is more mainstream than either of them. Yeah, like Among Among Us and and Warzone are are where it comes down to for me because Among Us has an insane amount of downloads. Like the amount of people that are playing Among Us. Like the penetration. In fact, I might change my answer to to Among Us. Like you don't see AOC playing Among Us. Us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and Fall Guys had its moment, whereas Among Us seems to continue to go. So you know what you sold? I'm going Among Us. Okay. Like I, I think there's an argument for Animal Crossing in that, like, hey, there was no. a talk show on it and stuff like that. Like in terms of good multiplayer, Shitty it's one. not. <laughs> but, <laughs> God. But like, so everyone's saying Among Us except me, who says Warzone. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Moving on to best sports slash racing, for the best traditional and non-traditional sports and racing game, Dirt Five, F1 2020, FIFA 21. NBA 2K21, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Guys, I want it to be Tony Hawk more than fucking anything. This game was so good, and it could have been so bad. You don't think it and is going to be? I think it's going to be I, Tony Hawk. Yeah. I, I, still think, I still think that it has that uniqueness of this that people might vote for. But, like... It's definitely not the most popular. It didn't sell yeah. that well, which is really upsetting to me. Tim, I want to point out that last year you went on a you went on a limb and you said Crash Team Racing, and everyone disagreed with you. You're you right. Were right. You were I'm going right. Tony Hawk. I'm going Tony Hawk. You fucking you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's the thing about category. I feel like for the people that are voting, they look at this category and and they're like, all right, I've not played FIFA and NBA, but I have played Tony Hawk because that's the unique sports game here. And I feel I I I think. D- differentiation is the thing that's going to win you this category because of the folks voting. So I'm going for that. I'm going Tony Hawk. Yeah, I'll go Tony Hawk too. I'm, I'm upset that Tony UFC isn't here. Who, who'd you say, Greg? Tony Hawk. Okay, it's Tony Hawk across the board. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. That game deserves. <laughs> I'm so bummed because like I was trying to look up sales numbers and it didn't seem good. So I'm like, oh, are they going to do three? Is there going to be DLC of consequence? I hope. I hope, but I don't think so. Best sim slash strategy. Best game focused on real-time or turn-based simulation or strategy gameplay, irrespective of platform. Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Simulator, XCOM, Chimera Squad. Flight what sim. a weird mm-hmm. genre or weird category this is. Because like, yeah. you, have, you have all these turn-based strategy games and you have Microsoft Flight Simulator, which is not that in like... Uh, it, it's weird. I I understand why they put these together because it's like, oh, we just gotta put these. We gotta put these games somewhere. But like, I personally, it's would, odd. yeah, I would say Flight Simulator, even though it's nothing like the other stuff. Like, I I can't say Microsoft Flight Simulator is better than these these other games because they're not comparable. But I think that's what's gonna win. 
Yeah. I'm with you. I think what happens is because Crusader Kings three has a has ten out of tens. Like I know that game mm-hmm. was reviewed phenomenally, but I think that ends up probably splitting the vote with the other actual strategy games. And then Microsoft Flight Simulator being the unique sim here that also got ten out of tens takes mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Across the board, we all agree. Yeah. Moving on. Best family game for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform. Animal Crossing New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Mario Kart Live, Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, or Paper Mario, The Origami King. It's Animal it's Crossing. A, it's Animal Crossing. That's no stopping. No, no stopping for Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Not even a chance. Bless. Oh, he's going to get spicy. Mm. <laughs> Part of me wants to get spicy and go Fall Guys. But... Not a chance. Hmm. I mean, this is just like the Nintendo category, right? Like, this is the category Nintendo pretty much always wins. Because last year was Luigi's Mansion. Actually, last year was all Nintendo nominees. <laughs> best Family, I feel like, is, is just a weird name for a category. Because I read that, and I'm like, okay, the best game to play with your family. And then looking at the actual description, it is best game that is appropriate for, for no, family play. It is and best so, game where you're not shooting a gun. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I guess Animal Crossing New Horizons. Boom. Yeah, Moving now we got spicy. best fighting game. This is a weird one. I hate this category so much. <laughs> this, is, this is like, okay, most people this just nominate things. <laughs> like, this is actually offensive. <laughs> this category. <laughs> For the best game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. Grand Blue Fantasy versus Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Street Fighter V Champion Edition. One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows. I'm waiting for this one. Hear Tim pronounce this. Oh, Lord Jesus. Under Light. <laughs> oh, sorry. Under Night, In Birth, EXE, Late, CLR. Clear. <laughs> you're, the, you're there. You got it. You got it. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, among I, among it's, people it's, who know, I think it's going to be Under Night. I don't know how many of those people who are actually voting, though. Yeah. yeah I put Mortal well, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus was good. It was it was good. It would just among fighting game enthusiasts, I think it'll be like so there's I think two audiences voting on this. There's people who mm-hmm. were fighting game enthusiasts and everyone else. I think everyone else is gonna vote Mortal Kombat. But I yes. think the fighting game enthusiasts, and if they're the ones who are just like, hey, the people at the outlet saying, Hey, you vote on you choose to vote for this one because you're the one who knows, I think it'll be Undernight. See, so I think Undernight in in birth clear, as far as I understand compared to the previous entries is not it's not necessarily like a sequel sequel it's more like an expansion and so like i feel like comparing it to mortal kombat 11 aftermath which came out this year like i i look at aftermath and i'm like okay cool this is cool this is a great substantial like story added to this already amazing package uh and this year you also get a next gen version of mortal kombat and so like i don't know if i was a fighting game person i wouldn't i I'd feel kind of split. I'd probably ultimately go Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, no pun intended. But I think, yeah, between it's between that and Undernight, and probably some people going Grand Blue, and then Street Fighter fans going Street Fighter, and then nobody going One Punch Man because that game was terrible. <laughs> yeah, that that one's weird there. Last year's Smash Bros. Now I get to Mortal say Kombat. it's nominated there. Now I get to yeah. slap it on the box. A Game War is nominated. So upsetting. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was on last year's list, but ultimately lost to Smash Brothers. So I can see for that reason it winning this one, but I'll still stick with Undernight. Ooh, Ooh. Bless, what are you going? I'm going Mortal Kombat. 
there. It's upsetting that I think. Hold on, I gotta look this up before I actually say it because I think uh, them's fighting herds might have came out this year. It was at, supposed to be at Evo, but Evo got canceled. So, or maybe it got maybe yeah, it was supposed to be at Evo, which is why like I bring it up because like that's a game that kind of came out of nowhere. I guess it's been out for a, a little bit, but has been basically building and becoming more popular. Uh, but that's a game I would have expected to see here, at least over One Punch Man, which I feel like is also barely a fighting game. Before also we move barely on, a game. let yeah. me tell you about our sponsors. The Legend of Bumbo, the prequel to The Binding of Isaac, is available now on Android devices. The cardboard Bumbo the Brave fights all things grotesque in this distinctive spin on a match for puzzle game, co-created by Edmund McMillan, who you probably know as the guy behind Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy, has partnered with artist slash programmer James Interactive to bring you the legend of Bumbo. You get to play as one of many Bumbos, each with its own unique abilities as they smash, bash, and splash their way through a variety of cardboard monstrosities, giant bosses, and dark personal urges. There's some amazing music in this game by Ridiculon. If you haven't heard this, it's dope. The puzzle-based deck-building roguelike prequel to The Binding of Isaac features a cardboard coin-hoarding character, Bumbo the Brave. When Bumbo's only coin is stolen by a mysterious entity and pulled down into the sewer, Bumbo finds himself facing droves of deranged enemies, lost children, his fears, and eventually the beast that stole his beloved coin. It's, you know, it's a lot. The match four puzzle system is presented with an overarching theme of greed and a bit of toilet humor. Uh, there's lots of unlockables and a lot of poop jokes, which, you know what? None of us are above. We might want to pretend we are, but I know from personal experience, we are not. Mm -mm. Legend of Bumbo, available now on Google Play for $14.99 and Play Pass holders get it for free. Shout out to Logitech G Pro X Superlight Wireless Gaming Mouse. Uh, the Logitech G Pro X Superlight Gaming Mouse is designed with the world's leading pros to engineer the world's best competitive gaming mouse. Here's the thing. We know Andy Cortez is out there clicking heads. How is he doing it? He needs every bit of competitive edge that he can get, and that's exactly what he's getting with the Pro X Superlight with hyper-minimal redesign it's the lightest and fastest pro mouse ever weighing in at under 63 grams almost 25 percent lighter than the standard pro wireless mouse uh logitech g exclusive hero 25k sensor provides unrivaled precision speed and consistency the pro x super light delivers extreme accuracy and ultra fine control for complete confidence especially during the intense split second moments of tournament play uh go to logitechg.com to get your own pro x super light wireless gaming mouse today again that's logitechg.com to get your own pro x super light wireless gaming mouse today and shout out to mvmt movement uh you know we're really really big fans of them we wear their sunglasses all their time andy wears the, the blue light glasses all the time cool greg wearing that sick gold watch all of the time movements right there for you uh we all know that 2020 isn't playing by any of the usual rules and that goes for holiday shopping as well. Between shop shipping delays and the mess and stress of shopping in store right now, there aren't many great options, but our friends over at MVMT watches have made gifting easy. Movement makes clean and modern watches, eyewear, blue light glasses, and jewelry. Getting great quality and style doesn't have to break the bank. Other watches feel very, very, very quality. Uh, like I said, Cool Greg, been using it for years. Andy, been using the, the blue light glasses uh, for years. You've seen them 
featured on Kind of Funny Content, even if Nick doesn't remember that he wears glasses. He does. He does. And he's done it often. It's usually the blue light glasses from Movement. Uh, you can get 15% off today with fast, free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash kinda. That's MVMT.com slash kinda to get 15% off today with fast, free shipping and free returns. Thank you so much for your support. Next up, best role playing for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Final so let's Fantasy just go VII. ahead and, yeah, let's toss Wasteland out. It's fine. It's fine. It's not going to win. I think, I doubt Genshin Impact will win. So I think ultimately this thing is between FF7, Persona 5, and Yakuza. And I, I, I'm going to predict FF7 right away. Yeah, 100%. Because I, I think, I, I mentioned this, I think, to you, Imran, on a post show that, like, I think the people that played FF7 are also the people that played Yakuza Like a Dragon. And I think those people have a preference. I think, I think those people are probably already Final Fantasy fans and probably had way more of a connection with Final Fantasy VII Remake than Yakuza Like a Dragon. And so... I don't even think there's a there's a competition here. I think Persona 5 Royal is kind of a uh like an interesting modifier to the situation because I know so many people love Persona 5 Royal, but it being more so of an expansion than a new original title, I think probably hampers it a little bit. I mean your roommate has a Persona 5 tattoo, so That's like, true. and I might I I would think about getting one. I would consider it. I don't wow. think FF7 remake is so divisive that it could be in game of the year and people not want it for RPG of the year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if it got enough votes to be in that nomination. I think it wins this one handily. But I do think if there is a possibility of an insurgency, it would be Persona Five. As much as I like Yakuza Seven, much as I think it's one of the best games of the year, I think Persona Five would probably be the one to usurp FS Seven from this category. But I will, I'll, I'll place my bets on FS Seven for this one. Yeah, action adventure for the best action slash adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ghosts of Tsushima, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Last of Us Part 2. You can't lose. I know. What a list Uh, of games right there. I need to pee. I'll be right back. I need to think about this. (laughs) Well, if he's going away, I want to fill my coffee. Blessing, tell people about your shirt. Uh, So this is a Super Mario uh, 35 anniversary shirt. I got it. From where? Because... uh i'm not cake even worthy. entirely sure from cake from, worthy from cake worthy is it a cake okay because uh, yeah. greg was the one that got me because greg just messaged me it's like, cool hey, you, like you look rad oh thank you i appreciate it yeah i'm not i'm i'm i don't wear flannels as much as i should and i figure now that i'm gonna try and grow a beard uh i should wear more flannel, <laughs> flannel because i know that's part Are of you the committing culture. to that if he has a shirt he has to now i mean are people telling you how good you're looking like it's starting to build up in a good way you're gonna look great I hope so, man. Because I'm so self conscious. The fact that I'm not going anywhere is the thing yep. that's that's got me going. Because I don't have, like. I'm not. Who am I looking good for? You know. What you need to do, blessing, is put one picture of you without the beard on Tinder, then the other picture of you with the beard on different accounts, and see which one gets the most. Like you know. Oh. Responses. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. That's actually a really good move. That's actually a really really good move. Yeah. Uh, but I really like the flannel, and so shout out to Greg Miller for uh, making this happen and getting this for me. Yeah. My girlfriend Greg also got a dress, and it's like really really cute as hell dress. Of like Mario, Mario three art, I think. 
Yeah, Greg sent me Greg sent me the picture uh, or like the 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 images of the different selections, and I saw that there was a Mario three dress, and I was like, well, Mario three is my favorite two D Mario, and so like, what if I just got the dress instead of the flannel? Hey man, uh, live your life. Do how you awesome would it have been if you ordered it, but like just for hoping whoever you date next, like you just got <laughs> oh, it, and yeah. like put it away, and you're like wait, and like you know what I mean, and, like, and then you give the gift, to, uh, and they're like, oh my god, this is so great, and like they look it up, like this came out three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's that's weird. Like the creepy stalker music plays in the background, like da 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 da. So where are we at with this? Oh, we, we haven't started. Talk we haven't even talked about it yet at all. Got it. We don't want to do the show without you. We love. I'm you. I'm leaning towards ghost, just and like I might be. Huh? Might be screwing myself out of this because we always play this game, and I feel like we're getting to that point in the the predictions here. Yep, of like, yeah, you're, th- you're overthinking it. You're, you're start overthinking, overthinking it. it. Like, well, if it's going to win game of the year, it doesn't. The people are voting differently for all this stuff. So maybe I go Last of Us Two here because mm. I think we- Jedi Fallen Order is is too old. Yes, not enough people would vote for it. With all due Ori- respect, too, it's somebody who said the Jedi Fallen Order was his game of the year last year. It doesn't. It's not one of the best games this year. Yeah, this year I'm, was I'm okay. I, it was a way better year for games this year. I think between Assassin's Creed and Ghost, most people would say Ghost. Yeah, I think Miles is too recent, and it's too Spider-Man. It's like yeah. it's it's too much of the old game, which I mean, it's still a great game, but I don't think it differentiates itself enough to like win this category. So for me, a process of elimination, I get between Ghost and Last of Us Two. I think if Ghost is going to win anything, it would be this. I'm going Last of Us 2. I'm going Ghost. I'm so split because I want to go one of those and I don't know which. Because I think... Can I say, God. though, it is, it's a shame that none of us have said Ori. Like, none of us think Ori is going to win, but I think Ori is, like, very deserving of a winning spot here. Ori is fantastic. It is such a good game. But as all of us have said a million times now, when we played it, it wasn't at that point. And yeah. like now it's fixed, now yeah. it's better. But like I think that when people are voting, not everyone had that experience of playing the better version. Yeah, like when I when I think of Ori, I still do think of like every time I try to open up a menu and it would stutter and all that stuff. And like it's a shame that that's still my memory of it because I know it's a it's a great game. Um, but yeah, like looking at this category, like these and uh, Greg mentioned it right. Like there's no there's no bad choices here. Like any of these games could win. And it's like cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I I want it to be Ghost of Tsushima because I want Ghost of Tsushima to win something. But I, th- I'm gonna go Ghost of Tsushima. Greg Miller. Do it. For me, it's between Ghost and Spider Man. Really? I see, yeah. I I feel like it's similar to what we we're talking about of like all these games. How do you give them a nod? For a while, it was a sa- I thought Assassins and Ghosts. Then I I whittled it down to there, but I. I think Ghost has had such lasting power. I'm going to say Ghost. I think it had such... I mean, it's like we've all said a million times, can't lose. But like, Ghost obviously had such a fucking great single-player campaign. Legends was so good. It's had long enough to gestate and for people to really understand how great it is. I think Assassin's Creed, as much as I enjoy it, when I play it, I'm like, oh man, Ghost really ate their lunch. Like, Ghost did this stuff so much better. Mm-hmm. Best action game. For the best game of the action genre focused primarily on combat. Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, Streets of Rage 4. I think it'll be Hades. Me too. Yeah, I, I think this is where Hades is going to win. Like, 
I, I'm a little baffled by how Dim Eternal made it into so many categories in the first place, but like I think this is an excellent was, game. It is an excellent game. I don't think it's one of the best games of the year, but I think in this one, Hades does eat it, it is lunch. I think Hades is a pure action game that is just incredibly well loved, but it plays so incredibly well too. And that's going to be what people are going to have that game on the on the brain when they're voting for this. They're like, okay, yeah, these games are fine, but like Neo didn't really resonate. A lot of Streets of Rage 4 was very divisive. I really love that game, but I I love Hades more, and I expect that that's going to hit with most people too. Innovation and accessibility. Recognizing software and slash or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Also, shout out for having this as a category. That is super freaking awesome. Uh, the nominees are Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. This isn't even a question. Last of Us this without Last a chance. Yeah. yeah. This Hyperdot. Hyperdot. Hyperdot was... I'm joking. No, actually, Hyperdot is actually a very competitive thing here. Because it's like built for the accessibility control. I worked PR for that game. <laughs> like, uh, throw that out there right now. But the accessibility options in that game were out of, crazy. They were not but as no good as Last of Us. Because you yes. didn't do your job well, Imran. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, Imran! <laughs> I worked minority outreach. So it didn't apply to most of you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roger asked me for a clip out. Uh, that might be it. But um, everyone says Tilu, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grounded okay. has a really like the, the arachnophobia things. So that's funny, but that's not going to be like the accessibility options Last of Us 2 had. Yeah, I mean, that took it to another level right this year, what Last of Us Part 2 did. And, yeah, yeah that's I, the, my, the thing there is like it took it to another level on a mainstream level where it's like yeah. that is like there was arguably no game bigger than Last of Us 2 this year and so far. And for it to put that stuff so center stage. I think is so key yeah. the way I do think that it set the standard for Sony first party titles that I like so far we've seen that they've been trying to live up to. Right. Yeah. Like there've been other good. titles that I've seen come out after last of part two that now open up with the accessibility screen. And like, that is like watch an talk. impressive thing. Yeah. I, 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 uh, um, when we were doing like the nominations and stuff, right. Like I was kind of going for tell me why, because I know tell me why I did a good job of before that game came out, they put out like a Q and a talking about, Sure. everything they did to handle their portrayal of trans folks in that game and mm -hmm. like the, it, in in places where i know people had big complaints about how last was handled some of that stuff uh tell me why kind of had answers for all those things like in terms yeah. of hey we're gonna spoil the game for you so you know like if, if like if you're if, if you're somebody that might uh uh receive this stuff a certain way or this stuff might be triggering for you or this content might be x y and z right like we're going to spoil the game we're going to put all the information out there for you so you know if somebody is dead named so you know if somebody uh is suffering something traumatic or is killed or or, or whatever it may be uh and so like i kind of wish telling you why i was here for that stuff but you know i i also get that these games also the games that are listed are also great games as far as yeah. accessibility and stuff and so Best VR slash AR for the best game experience playable in virtual or augmented reality, irrespective of platform. Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners. Half-Life. Well, I mean, without a doubt, it's Half-Life, right? This yeah. You saw everybody up in arms that Half-Life wasn't on the game of the year list. I think it's a shoe in to win best VR, and understandably so. Like, as somebody yeah. who played it on the index, like, incredible. Yeah, the people, who, yeah. the people who vote this one are gonna like 
all the things it did best in VR, that has no competition here. Exactly. And I personally think that, you know, as somebody who really enjoyed Alex, and you can watch me and Danny's review on, as a Gamescast, right? Like, I, I, I was, I think I was jo- uh, joked with Mitch online or whatever about it, where he's like, "Oh man, Game of the Year voters, I see you didn't uh, play Half Life, Alex." And I was like, "Actually, I did, and I just don't think it's Game of the Year." But it's, <laughs> but it's what Imran's talking about, right? Where what it nails, I mean, for a VR game, it's head and shoulders above all these VR games. Best community support, recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates slash patches. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Valorant. It's a tough one because like my gut says Fall Guys. And I think a lot of that has to do with Fall Guys was a moment and so much of that moment came with the social media side of it and the transparency that they had about updates and why things were happening this way or that way, where it kind of felt like part of the experience was the social media side. In terms of updates and patches and all that stuff, it's like, I mean, Fortnite's such a great thing, but that's more ongoing game than it is about community support. 100%, 100%, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be clear, Fortnite, so last year's nominees were Destiny 2, Apex Legends, FF14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. Destiny 2 was the winner there. So I'm I'm unsure what is different this year that would change that. For like what what like Destiny did wrong? Yeah, like what what could they have screwed up this year that would have made it like Destiny not the best community game? Well what was last year Forsaken? No, last year oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. I forget which one was last year, but if last because I know I think Forsaken was really well received, and I don't know like I know beyond light is happening now is that the right one yeah and like i don't i don't know what they've been doing like throughout the year and 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 how they've been supporting that stuff but maybe if this year's isn't as well received as forsaken was last year that probably has an impact but i'm out of loop with that stuff what and i think yeah for me that's the thing is i i remember there being more uh, not more but a big delay this year for destiny right they were obviously upfront about that they had longer blog posts about just what was going on in the community deej leaving like I, I, I did they I, I mean like there's the community I feel what's interesting about this is that there's different parts right where it's like recognizing game for outstanding community sort transparency and responsiveness inclusive social media and game updates right that's where it gets weird where I think all of them are doing stuff from that really well but I don't know if there's one that's doing all of it fantastically right well, so here, here's my thing I, I and yeah I, I agree with you entirely I don't think anyone one of these is doing across all the board better than time. the rest but for I think with that, 2018 by the way to go I think shout out last year what Imran's saying about uh, you know Destiny Two didn't do anything wrong this year, but I do think that Fall Guys did something right that like that above and beyond what Destiny Two did because I think the earlier we were talking about the, the Tim the Tapman and all that stuff that was because I mean Tim's talented and does a lot of stuff but like it was a back and forth with Fall Guys social media sure, you know right like that was ratcheted up where the the eyes were on the the account you know. Like, and I think that that when you're talking about community support, like that is supporting the community. Like that I mean, is sure, but in like in whose perspective? Like, are are the people who are voting on this going to be the ones who go like, well, the Fall Guys social media account like is supporting streamers, so that's why the one it gets in there. Yeah, I don't know. This one might the I don't know how heavily they weight like community voting on this one versus the other ones, but like this one probably should be mostly community voting. And in that case, I I think it comes down to either Destiny or Fall Guys. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Destiny. I think that's the one. I don't think it did anything different this year. They just like this is the year that they 
they're more open and honest to be like, hey, we're not with Activision. We're doing stuff. We're doing our own stuff this year. This is what it's like. This is what the future of Destiny looks like. I think that works out better than Fall Guys. Like, really great, admittedly, social media account. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Fall Guys. Bless. I think Fall Guys had the best social media, like 100% out of these. Uh, but when we're talking about game updates and patches, like No Man's Sky is the one that that jumps out. Uh, and I know like No Man's Sky has been doing a great job for years with that stuff. But I think especially this year and with the next-gen version, I think that sticks out a bit. See, I would have thought it would have been la- last year with Beyond. Right, or next no man's sky next that was the one that mm. brought vr and did a whole bunch of stuff like i thought that would have been the year like and now i feel like no man's sky is already so established and everybody knows it's a comeback story and that they listen and build all the shit yeah they've done more but you get that one breakthrough of like look at this giant update we did and how crazy it is yeah the next gen version's out and all the other things but it's like mm-hmm. you expect it to be great yeah did they go above that and I look at Apex Legends. I think Apex Legends has kind of a split in terms of how people have received the community support because I know there's a lot of complaints about them it's not churning out down. enough content. Yeah, it's like real up and down in terms of how people receive that stuff. Like people uh, hated the last battle pass because I think like it took yeah like five games to go up one level or something like that. Yeah, like I saw people were hit because we were talking about uh, Apex on KFG recently. People were hit me up and being like, "Hey, this, just so you know, the battle pass." uh in some ways it's kind of fucked and so i think that probably received or that that probably affects a little bit how people will view it in terms of best community support valorant i have no idea what's going on there which probably doesn't speak great for community support yeah like if, if nobody's heard of what they do with the community like as far as everything i hear about valorant in the community is usually bad which like maybe that's just what makes the news but i don't see that suddenly like you know winning this award because of that yeah i guess i'm gonna go fall guys best mobile game for the best game playable on a mobile device among us call of duty mobile genshin impact legends of runeterra and pokemon cafe mix i think this one's either going to be genshin impact or among us i think it's among us i think this is the easy one for among us because it's one of those that even as we've debated you know it's other appearance here right like this is the one where I think it stacks up and you're like, all right, here's where we can honor it. It, it is this thing that everybody's played, all these crazy downloads, uh, the way it works and interfaces with, you know, the phone to PC and everything else. I think this is where Among Us takes it easy. I'm going with Among Us, but I do want to bring up that if memory serves correctly, Call of Duty Mobile did win last year. And I feel like that's one that we would just write off as like, there's no way it's actually going to No, win. a lot of people play it. I, I do yeah. know people who play that, yeah. I'm split between Call of Duty Mobile and Among Us. In the same way that for best multiplayer, I, was, I think I'll split between Call of Duty uh, uh modern warfare warzone whatever and among us just because like those are two huge player bases and like i mean this year those are two of the biggest games i'm so i i think genshin impact but i'm gonna go with gen or i'm sorry i think among us but i'm gonna go with genshin impact because i feel like when people are looking for things to vote for they're thinking what what is a big mobile game? Like, not necessarily big in terms of audience, but like big in terms of like a game that doesn't seem like it should be long, long on mobile. And I think they're going to be substantial. Okay. So, bless. Did people like Pokemon Cafe Mix? No. That's what I thought, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that one's like, we got to put something. Like, we got to have. The- got to round this out. What, what, other, what other mobile games were there? <laughs> I'm going to go Among Us. I feel like I fucked up and probably should have gone Call of Duty. In fact, you know what? Take it, take it back. Go Too Call late. of Duty. You said I want to be spicy. I want to be spicy. 
I want to get more points than y'all. I'm going Call yeah, of Duty. I, mean, I, I think that's a good call, Wes. Like, honestly. I mean, honestly, last year, Call of Duty winning over Grindstone, Sanar, Wild Hearts, What the Golf, Sky. Like, that was surprising. It could happen again really easily. Like, yeah. Sayonara Wild Hearts is great. And, yeah. like, Sky is cool. And, like, the other games you mentioned, cool. But I don't know if I'd put them up against Call of Duty Mobile. Or would you put them up against Among Us? See, that's like that's that that's the thing. AOC like, has been playing Call of Duty Mobile. Yeah, but I'm sure some other politician is playing Call of Duty Mobile. We just don't know about. It. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure Joe Biden is like, oh, he's like <laughs> he's clicking heads left and right out there in Call of yeah, Duty Mobile. He's ranked 20 or whatever, which isn't that high, but he's he's ranked best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Carry on. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, Hades. Spelunky 2, Spirit Fair. Hades. 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 With a chance of Spelunky 2, maybe. Spelunky 2, got... I feel like that game got screwed worse than any game I've ever seen, like at least this <laughs> year. Because, like, that game is amazing. It is fantastic. It came out a week before Hades, and just the conversation just dropped. Just immediately. Mm-hmm. It just entirely. Yeah, that's a very good point. That. That's a very good point. Yeah, like Fall Guys is the weird one for me where I think yeah. that a lot of people are going to want to over, but Hades just does have so much backing and support behind it. I'm going with, like, yeah, Hades across the board. I feel like you guys are overestimating Fall Guys. Like, maybe it's just my perspective, but like nobody talked about that game over the first month. It just, it died. But and the thing is, when you look at streamer, streamers, it did not die. Every day, there are thousands of people watching. And it's like that's a that's a big part of all this. But like the voting process does get weird because it's like how many streamers or like people paying attention to streams are voting for this? I don't yeah. know. Best ongoing game. Awarded yes. to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Imran, can you remind me who won last year? Okay, let me look it up. My browser is being slow because Discord's open. But keep, go ahead, Doc. I'm voting Fortnite. My heart it. says Fortnite. What a huge... I mean, especially end, ending with this Marvel thing. And granted, yeah, it's just Fortnite being Fortnite doing Fortnite things, but Fortnite still does amazing fucking things time and time again. Last year's winner was Fortnite. Ooh. Yeah, my Ooh. heart says Fortnite. My brain kind of says Warzone. Me too. Because it's new and fresh and very popular. I'm going. What I'm does going your Warzone. left foot say? I'm going uh, Warzone. Foot says Destiny. Uh, I'm going to go Warzone, just because I think, and I know I like I know the folks who are voting aren't looking at last year and being like, oh well, Fortnite won then, so let's give it to something else now. Uh, but I think Warzone just sticks out as something that is fresh, new, ongoing, and has proven that they can they can sustain and they have an audience. So, I think when, while voting was happening, Fortnite was probably doing the most interesting stuff it's been doing all year. So I think that probably adds a little bit to it because, like, that's the time of the Marvel stuff. And I think that's what the time Fortnite is making the most news. Hmm. So we have Greg and Imran at Fortnite, and we have me and Bless at Warzone, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Games for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. If found, Kentucky Route Zero TV edition. Spirit Fair. Tell me why through the darkest of times. I say Spirit Fair. This is a tough one. 
This is a tough yeah, one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think it's split between Tell Me Why and Spiritfarer. I'm going to tell me why. I've not played enough of these. I've played Spiritfarer. Uh, I feel Spiritfarer, like... I think it, it was best... It, if it didn't have the competition in Best Indie, it would probably do fairly well in that one. It, the, so I think I'm... I'll put it on this one for now. I think I'll guess Spiritfarer. I think Spiritfarer is the one that's the most popular of these. If found, I've heard good things about. I started it. I didn't really vibe with it. Kentucky Route Zero took hmm. forever to come out. And then when it finally did and got came out as this final thing, another one that I started and I know a lot, I had had peers who really liked it. I didn't vibe with it. Spirit Fair, when it came out, it seemed like a lot of people were playing Spirit Fair. And a lot of people were talking about Spirit Fair. Tell me why I dropped. I started it. I think I'm midway through episode two. I might have, I, you know what? I might have only done, finished episode one. I still have two left to go. I enjoyed it, but I wasn't compelled to come back and do the rest of it. And then through the darkest of times, I'm not familiar with. I think I'm, I'm changing you know, to Spirit Fair because I feel like I've heard the most about Tell Me Why because of Blessing. So, so, Greg, uh, through the darkest times, remember that when we were at the uh, Judges Week? Uh-huh. This is that na- the Nazi Germany game. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I think Tell Me Why suffers a little bit from don't nod fatigue. Just sure. like, there's so... Yeah. It's not like there's so many all the time, but there are a lot of them. And this game, I'm sure it is great. It just doesn't feel that from like Life is Strange or Life is Strange 2. Did, did Life is Strange 2 win games for Impact when it came no, out? It was Greece. Gree. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, I like Gree, but damn. <laughs> Gree should have won Best Art, and I don't know why it won Games for Impact instead, but sure. Yeah. Fascinating. I, hmm. This is another one where my heart says one thing, my brain says another thing, because, like, tell me why, I think, for Games for Impact, visibly, like, I could, I could tell you why, tell me why he's here. Spearfare is a more popular game, and... Like probably in some instances, it's probably a better game. Uh, but I I don't know for as somebody who didn't get far in Spirit Fair, I don't know what it did for on the on the impact side of things. I'm sure it did, but I have no idea. Like I couldn't tell you off the bat what the thing Spirit Fair was that puts it in this category. It's not really pro social. I don't like honestly that is a but it is it's on this list for the same reason Gree was that it's a game about something. It is the pro-social message though like grief? Like, isn't that what a spirit fair is all about? Right, yes. dealing with death. Like, I Which understand is what it's not also as, about. Yeah. yeah, it's not as on the nose as some of the other games we're here talking. I shouldn't say on the mm-hmm. nose, but like, you know, very much like this is what we're here to yeah. talk about. Like, this tell me why I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I know how this is gonna like impact us socially, right? I know, I know what the message is here. I'm, I'm down to play this for this. Uh, where spirit fair, like off the bat, like looking at the art style, I'm like, okay, cool. This looks like a fun game where you're. Uh, traveling oh. and, and collecting and, and doing all this stuff then you play and it's like no this is very sad so when i played spirit fair the first thing i did was hug a person mm-hmm. and that was very comforting for me and so i'm gonna go spirit fair i'm gonna say spirit fair wins when's this one so we across the board spirit fair yeah yeah that's what i'm saying best performance awarded to an individual for voiceover acting motion and slash or performance capture Ashley Johnson as Ellie, Laura Bailey as Abby, Daisuke Tujizas as Jin Sake, Logan Cunningham as Hades, and Najee Jeter as Miles Morales. There's a lot of high cards in this hand. Yep. This is another one you can't lose. Yeah. Yeah. Great performances all around, but I think I think Laura's gonna win. Yeah, it'll it'll it will be Laura Bailey. Like I personally think it's a little disappointing because I feel like there's a lot of really good choices here. Not nothing against Laura Bailey, 
I just see her a lot of things. I I would sure. like it if somebody who is not one or not been nominated for this before wins. See, I feel I, I I'm kind of in a similar place when I look at this category because part of me is very bummed that Troy Baker isn't here as Joel because I think Joel's performance in the last part two is fucking immaculate. Um, but I also get like we all like we Troy Baker is I'm 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 not positive. I'm sure he's probably won before or, or at least has been nominated. Uh, yeah. and like we see him all the time, right? Like we love and appreciate Troy Baker, and like you know it's great to see other folks here. Um, I'm gonna go Ashley Johnson as Ellie hmm. for my prediction. I think or it's going to be one of the last of those two characters, like for sure. I don't think it's gonna be. I I think it's funny they put Logan Cunningham as Hades because he plays like 50 characters in that game, but I definitely think it it will be either Ellie or Abby for sure. Yeah, I'm going. Do you going think Abby. they possibly split the vote? No, no. I I think that they're just on a different level of mainstream votability compared yes. to everyone else. And I, like, even with that, Laura's the new thing. So mm. why they're yeah, the I, most I, they're the most expensive performances, so they are going to win. Oh, I, that's a shitty way see, to put it. The I'm, performances are it's, awesome. It's, the performances are awesome. Yes, I know the performances are good, but they that's going to be like Mads Mikkelsen won last year. Mads Mikkelsen was not the best performance in Death Stranding. Mm. There were better performances uh, in that game. He he came in and pretended to be Santa Claus to your baby in a jar. All right, that, that was true. pretty he fucking. That was very Don't weird. Don't forget that. All right, that was very weird. I think honestly, like I I'm I think it'll be Laura. I would vote Laura, and then I think a close runner-up for me is uh, Najee Jeter as Miles Morales. I thought my I thought. He, his performance was fucking killer in uh, Miles Morales. I didn't send this anywhere. I really didn't enjoy his performance in Miles Morales. Yeah. I'm kind of with you, Tim. I, I, I think don't... that it, like his take on it is, it. I feel like it doesn't fit the character, and maybe that's because we're so fresh off of Spider Verse. Yeah. But they treat the character similarly enough that like the what he does and how he acts. Where I just I just don't like it, it's it comes off a little too nerdy, which I get. He's a nerdy guy guy but i don't know i don't I don't think it works when he's like fighting villains i think it works great when he's interacting with the neighborhood yeah i liked it all i liked i I thought he felt uh not the actor but the performance had miles being unsure of himself in the suit which i dug and i like that feeling i like that back and forth and i thought he walked the line no spoilers between miles's private life and miles spider-man life and the waves of emotion between all that like i yeah. said you know in our review or whatever again no spoilers don't worry about it like you know i i the next morning talking to Jen and explaining everything that happened, I got choked up and nearly cried twice. And both of those were drawn off of what he was going through as miles. I like that performance so much. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't dislike his performance, but I think when I compare it to some of the best performances of the, of the year, I look at Ellie and I look at Abby and I even look at like a lot of the characters in Hades. And I think I see way more range there as far as the emotion that's being portrayed and the lengths that some of these perform per- performers are going to that. I, I never felt like it got out of, Miles, more so because like not even like there's there's no point in Spider-Man Miles Morales where Miles is like suffering like some of these other characters are in their games. And so like, you know, he didn't necessarily have the the option to like go there. But even in the moments where he is being Spider-Man or he's being Miles, like some of it some of his performance read to me as almost like too innocent, like too clean. I know Miles is like a, a great dude and like a hero and 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 uh uh doesn't really have an an, an ounce of negativity or, or evil in him. Uh but like, I don't know. At a certain point, I was like, "Man, this guy is really like, hey, I'm Mal- I'm Miles Morales," and like that's kind of the 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 direction that I got. I'm like that all that, that that's it. 
I do want to go back to what I was saying a little bit earlier about the expensive performances. One of the things we do when voting is we unconsciously tie quality of performance to how well it's like vocapped and portrayed and stuff like that. Because video games aren't interactive, aren't a visual medium in many ways. So like Arthur Morgan won in 2018, uh, Mads Mikkelsen won last year. I think that's that trend will probably continue. And in that case, I think Last of Us runs away with it. It's the question of which Last of Us does. Yeah. yeah. I'm going I, go, I go Ellie mainly because I think she is probably the more popular character, even though I personally liked Abby better in the game. But I think if I think if we we're just talking about like if people had to choose between Abby and Ellie for a character they're going to vote for in a thing, I think people are going to go Ellie because she's yeah. more popular. I think they'll go Abby in this one. Because they're both immaculate in it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I go, I go Laura for sure. I I want to give a shout though to Brianna White as Aerith in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm a little yeah. shocked. Oh yeah, no Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, was, was nominated here, but I get it. It was again, like Greg said earlier, you can't really go wrong on this. Like, uh, but man, Aerith was awesome. Uh, next up, we have audio design, recognizing the best in in-game audio and sound design. Doom Eternal, Half Life, Alex, Ghost of Tsushima. Resident Evil 3, Last of Us Part 2. I go Last of Us. Agreed. Doom Eternal confuses me a lot. Because I remember reporting multiple times during the year that, like, there are issues with audio mixing and controversy around that stuff. And, like, how, like, that stuff wasn't as good as Doom 2016. And I feel like that's affected nothing when it comes to his nominations. I mean, when you punch a guy, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, and when I was playing the game, I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, no, this is good." Like I don't notice anything wrong, but I remember reading the stories. And <laughs> this being isn't like, terrible. This is okay. Yeah. Like reading the stories, people were like, "The audio is terrible. Put it into Audacity. Look how flat the lines are." And like in the game, it's like, oh, it seems fine, but I guess I don't know. I'm not an engineer, so. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about audio design is that you don't notice it until somebody notices it for you, and like yeah. I think in that case, like we we I think we made that same argument last year with Call of Duty, and that was right. So yeah. I I think this year. They make it. People talk a lot about uh, Last of Us's audio design. I think that's what's going to win because people talk about it a lot. And it's also immaculate. Again, going back to it, Last of Us Two was such an achievement in so many ways. And like, you can dislike the game for not liking the gameplay loop or not liking the story or whatever. You can't dislike it for its technical achievements. Oh like, yeah, it is from an audio perspective. Like, oh my god, the three D audio in that game is legitimately next level. Like it. We're going now. We're in the PS5 next gen of what 3D audio is, but like Last of Us 2 was phenomenal. I so. actually bet Half Life Alex probably really competitive and maybe even better. Never I played agree. it, can't say. Yeah, and I, no, I, I, I played that, it, it, I don't think it was better. Okay, so all, all of us, Tilu, you, yeah, this is where yeah. this is you start getting to the top categories. I feel like this is where Last yeah. of Us starts piling up. Tilu 2 and Hades, I think, are gonna be once you get into these categories, are gonna probably take a lot of lot away. Interesting. Best score and music for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Last of Us Part Two. It should be FF7. It, it should, should be, be FF7. 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 You know what, man? Because I was going to go Hades off the bat, uh, just because that game has been a phenomenon. But the fact that we all just off the bat said it should be FF7. I'm going to predict FF7 because I think a lot of people are going to feel the same way. Yeah, I'm going FF7. Honestly, soundtrack to all these games is phenomenal. I think Doom Eternal had the, the issue that Bless was talking about, and a lot of people argued that Doom 2016 had a better soundtrack. But anything I've heard from it kicks ass. Yeah, it still kicks ass is the thing. Like Playing it, I'm, I was still like, this soundtrack is phenomenal. I didn't, I didn't notice anything. But 
you know, BFG division from Doom 2016 is still a slapper. I do wonder how does FO7 set, and like Greg, I guess this is a question I'm asking you. How does it sound when you remove it from nostalgia? Like, how does that soundtrack without like, oh God, this is Eris theme kind of thing? I have absolutely no recollection of it and would have not, I, I wouldn't have even thought of it for this category. Hmm. And I mean, I, of these, of these right now, trying to pick a nominee or whatever. Like, I yeah. obviously, like, you know, I know it was good or whatever. I will, I want to give a shout out to Oya and the Will of the Wisps because yes. I have that on my Spotify, like, most listened to thing. Like, the soundtrack to this game is high up there. And, but to be fair, the only reason Final Fantasy VII Remake didn't beat it is because it's not on Spotify. <laughs> I, True. You know what? I'll go with you. I'll, I'll say FF7 Remake because even if it doesn't win, it won in my heart. At last of two is an interesting one where I feel like it kind of has a real, real good chance. Go for it. Has a chance for sure. I'm going to say Last of Us Part Two. That's where I think. I think uh, you know. I think again, all these games have great soundtracks, and I could see any of them winning, with the exception of Doom Eternal, probably. Even though I know it kicks and fucking goes, but like I think Last of Us with both the Gustavo stuff that is so iconically Last of Us, but then also like how important guitar is in that game and how important uh, future days is that of course is from Pearl Jam featuring Eddie Vedder. And that's why he'll be a game awards. Uh, I think it's, I think there's something going on there. And I think this is what, like we were saying, where they start taking off. Haiti, what do you find the Airbuster boss and still more fighting <sighs> plays in a fucking dope rock orchestral operatic remix. I don't know, man. No, you're right though. I get it. It is, it is going to be between the two of them. Don't overthink it. <laughs> Yeah, go for no. mainstream. Absolutely. It, it, it'll be funny if they do have Eddie Vedder present this award. He, like, Last of Us doesn't win. That I, I'd laugh. That, so I at least hope for that. Well, here's the thing: is he presenting the award? I don't know. You don't know what he's I, doing. I am because they always do the Game Awards Orchestra thing where they do for Game of the Year. They play music from each of the games. I think we're going to hear Future Days. It's part of that medley. Yeah, we'll see. We'll also. Darren Corb, you can't underestimate him. The composer yeah. over at uh, 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 Hades, Supergiant? Supergiant. Yeah, Supergiant. yeah, the composer over at Supergiant, he is fucking phenomenal. And people, like, you have you have him as a as a person that is attached to him as an artist that people know, right? And I know Final Fantasy has the same thing. But, like, I think a lot of folks are going to vote for Hades because, like, you know Darren Corb is this dude who can make great music. And, like, and the music in that game is great, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation Bomb SC7 Remake Ghost of Tsushima Hades Ori and the Will of the Wisps The Last of Us Part 2 what a man that's a great category yeah. I would give it to all of them if I, if I could it's a great yeah. category but I think Ori still stands above it I'm leaning towards Ori just because it is the most art looking of all of them yes it is the most art But is that enough? I think most people are going to go like, I really want to put Ori somewhere, and this is the best place to put it. I would See, not that, be shocked if in terms of nominations, it ran ahead of the rest. Th- that's mm. why I'm with, I'm with Imran's argument, but that's what I apply to Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Where I think, you know, the noir filter, those, you know, lush yellows. Like, when I think of that game, I think of riding through the field, right? And seeing yeah. that color palette expand and change. The wind flowing through the areas. Air. Yeah, I think that's where people are able to go. Oh, that's what we want to we want to give it something this year. We want to honor it there. God, I yeah. wish I wish Legends came out at launch because I know people voting probably mostly didn't play Legends, 
and the the shift in art direction from Ghost of Tsushima proper to Ghost of Tsushima Legends is insane, especially when you get into the raid and you start to see their uses of red and you start to see pools of blood and all this different shit that's like very dynamically different, but still holds the same uh, uh, like feel and tone of proper Ghost of Tsushima, but like the opposite of it, where instead of like these serene uh, environments, you get the fucking aggressive, like here are demons and here here's blood and here's fucking tragedy and all this shit. Like it is very well done and very striking and it would probably be probably be my pick for this category, but I don't know if it's gonna get it because mm. I don't think most people played it. Legends Just, specifically. Going, uh, this is another category. Everything's so good, but I want to give a shout out to Last of Us Two for technical achievement and artistic design and animation. The animation in that game is insane. Naughty Dog's always been so crazy with that. Like I remember being at a GameSpot. Uh, playing Uncharted as a demo for the first time, and like you get into the water and you get out, and his jeans were wet. Yeah, and it was just like, oh my god, that was two thousand six, seven, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty, playing this game, every moment was that. Oh shit, there was an animation for that. Oh my god, they actually animated this that way. Like it was just such a ridiculous achievement. But I don't think it's gonna win because. It is the argument that we keep making. I think it is going to win other things, and they're not thinking of it that way because it lacks the art. You know, it lacks the like colors. Really, yeah. that's what it it's, is. Mm-hmm. It's not as like vibrant standout. Like it is. Like it's technically probably the best. It is probably technically the best like art direction on this list. I don't uh, know, man. Have you played Ori at six K? Like that game is. That's true. I'm not. That is more impressive than pretty much anything I've seen on this list. Let's go through this, Greg. What do you say? I'm sticking with Ghost. Bless. So hard because I look at Final Fantasy VII Remake I and I like there's one scene with, when Barrett is like looking at the camera without his like sunglasses on. And I remember being like, that is a handsome man. Like <laughs> the fact that they were able to pull, uh, uh, pull off the fact that these characters look as good as they do is very impressive. But then also I look at Hades and like if we're talking about art, oh my God, the art in that game is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go Hades. I'm going Ori. Same. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part Two. This will be Last of Us. Agreed. Yeah, it'll be Last of Us. I mean, that game is divisive, but I don't think it's divisive on critics. Yeah. Like that game story specifically. Totally. Across the board, TLU2. Best Game Direction. Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. God, it's Last of Us. But I want to be fucking Final Fantasy VII, man. Final Fantasy VII had no right actually coming out and being as good as it was. It's a so, shock. There's a chance to be Final Fantasy VII. We talked about this last year, and like I, we always think like best game direction is usually this should be game of the year, but we want to give game of the year to something else. <laughs> yeah. So the, the way like, the way I started thinking about it is game direction is best game, whereas game of the year is like a what the fuck is the game of the year? Like what game defines this year? Mm-hmm. And that I think it's sense, Last of Us here. Yeah. I think it'll be Last of Us here. I think this is the one they're going to be like they'll bring Neil Druckmann out on stage and like. He'll accept the award and all. It'll be like, yeah, it's Neil Druckmann. Here's the person you associate with Last of Us. 
And like that'll be this thing, like it was for Kojima and Death Stranding last year. I I agree. I think it'll be Last of Us Part Two for this one. Last of Us across the board, and then finally, Game of the Year, baby. Game of the Year. Game of the Year. A game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, The Last of Us Part Two. I think there's three legitimate possible choices here. Which would Hades, be? Hades, Animal Crossing, and Last of Us. I think those are the three that are going to be like the, the ones people are really voting for. I think Animal Crossing is probably the most impactful game of 2020. Like, it is by far the most popular. The, I'm pretty sure at this point it's the best selling of the most Call of Duty outsold it by this point. It is... It is the game that like represents the the year of COVID of all of us staying inside of like here is the game that just says what games are, and I think by that virtue it might get a lot of votes. But I believe last year it was Sekiro, and none of us expected Sekiro, so I don't want to like necessarily go with the expectations. And my heart says Hades, my head says Last of Us. So while you guys are debating that, I'm going to try and remember figure out which one of those I agree with. My thing is I think the vote is going to be split every which way with the exception of Doom Eternal. I think Doom Eternal is going to get the the least of the votes. I then think that Final Fantasy VII and Ghost are going to battle it out at that second tier. I do think that there is then a top tier. I think Hades is the game that a lot of people are going to vote for, and that means they're not voting for something else. So it's going to take away from one or the other, and I think it's going to take away from Last of Us, not from Animal Crossing. So it's going to be a close race between Last of Us and Animal Crossing, but I think at the end of the day, it's Last of Us. I think it's I think Last Hades. of Us as well. That didn't help me at all. Uh, <laughs> I, so I, I, I think we're kind of underestimating Final Fantasy VII here a bit, because I think not only was it an amazing game, I, I think the connection a lot of people that are going to be voting have with Final Fantasy VII in general, like even just separated from Remake, Final Fantasy VII as a thing, and Final Fantasy as a franchise, is going to out, like outweigh both Doom Eternal and, and Ghost of Tsushima like, by far. Like, I think Ghost of Tsushima and, and Doom Eternal are probably going to be the, the, the last two in terms of this category, and then the top four, top four are going to be between the remaining four. I think... The top two is going to be b- between Hades and The Last of Us Part Two, because H- Hades is that game when you talk about critics and you talk about the people that are voting in this category. Hades is the game that everybody wants to win. I think Hades is the game that everybody is everybody is holding hands on and, and is agreed on that. Hey, this is a fantastic game, and like we all we're all we're all nerds here. Like we all love the type of game this is uh, from the art direction, from the story, from the actual gameplay. Uh, and Last of Us Part Two, I feel like it's just mainstream and divisive enough that people look at it and they look at Hades and they're like, you know what, man? Like Hades is just a game that we love. Let's go, let's skip to Hades. I feel like, I feel like people want that type of game to win. And the same with that, like, like, like last year, Untitled Goose Game, and I, I don't want to compare those two games because I know Hades is way better than Untitled Goose Game. But in the way that Untitled Goose Game ran away with quite a few game, game awards last year, I think Hades gets that kind of treatment as far as people wanting something different, new and dynamic. I, the, the more we talk about this, the less I think Hades has any actual chance, period. Really? Yeah, because I think that like there's going to be the very loud people that are standing up for Hades because it is a critical darling and you know the people that know about it love it. Not enough people are going to know about it, and those people are going to vote for it, and it's not 
going to be nearly a majority. And like, bless bringing up Final Fantasy VII. When you talk about Final Fantasy VII and Last of Us Two, which, without thinking too hard, are, are probably my number one and two game of the years. I think that when we talk about the, the the divisiveness between them, what Imran brought up earlier is the critics aren't divided on Last of Us; it's the audience. And mm-hmm. when we're talking about the New York Times, when we're talking about all this stuff, they're all on Last of Us too. The critics are the ones divided on Final Fantasy VII remake, including the fans too. But so are the critics. You right. know, I a board of critics, and like I say this with as much love as possible, as someone who really loves Final Fantasy VII remake, they're not going to give a Tetsuya Nomura game game of the year. Like it's it's not going to happen. I I will say the discussion for Last of Us Part Two was centralized in June. Like that was when that game was talked about, and then after that, nobody really talked about that game. Maybe it's because all the discourse was done. Maybe that's the case, but like Hades is a lot fresher in people's minds. And like I, Greg, you said Last of Us Two, right? That was your choice. Correct. Yeah. If you're going for the more mainstream argument, why is that not Animal Crossing? Uh, cause I mean, we're ta- I, I think we're getting into the weeds. I think for maybe I'm wrong for what, uh, past Greg's talking about, but I think past Greg's talking about, uh, you know, the other categories where I started talking about this, that, and debating where it would go for game of the year. I think you're, it's the normal thing of walking in and like what defined gaming, what was the best gaming experience this year? What game pushed the medium forward? And I think last of us inarguably did that. And I know that's totally arguable, but it is. Whereas I think animal crossing is even more into what you're talking about Imran, of like, Animal Crossing came out, and granted, we've all continued to play. I'm still playing it, doing all these different things. But how many other people are like, "Oh, I've never, I haven't touched that in months," and or I jumped in for the event and I left and I did this. Why did they give us the do? Even jumping in, I don't feel like Animal Crossing is wowing me. It's still doing what I want of me moving shit around my island in my little play box. But I don't think it's like yeah, it, it was an a, experience. Sorry, go ahead. you don't have a presidential campaign. Like you don't see Joe Biden dressing up as Joel. Like you know what I'm saying? Like sure. it. To me, this comes back to last year, none of us guessed Sekiro. And like, maybe that was just, it was a, a weak year overall. And like, there that's was what no, it was. Yeah. Last there year was, was no, just too split across everything. Because no, there was no consensus. Yeah. Which is, like, I last think, year was what? Happened. Sekiro, Control, and I can't even remember what the other nominees were. Resident Evil 2. Death Oh, yeah. And then that should have won. Smash Brothers and Outer Worlds for some reason made it on there. I, that's last year's Evil Eternal. Outer but, Worlds did make it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna be controversial. I'm gonna say Hades for this one. So bless, it's on you. Hades. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Me and Greg Tilu. Bless and Imran. Hades. Because yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm 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 I I'm with Imran's point as far as how the conversations have gone for both games, where last is part two's conversation did kind of start and end in June slash July, where mm-hmm. I still see folks on Twitter, and I know like this is a very like specific group of people i'm talking about because i'm talking about people that are either in the, in the industry or that are paying attention to like gaming podcasts and stuff but i still people on twitter uh, still see people on twitter being like oh yeah i booted up uh, uh hades for the first time yesterday after seeing everybody talk about about it and man like what a game like this is not my favorite game this year like i i i, I see that conversation so much in a way where i can see last of us part two and animal crossing maybe splitting the vote somehow because of popularity like yeah, I think I don't know. I think I, when we're talking about critics and we're talking about people who are voting, I think Hades is the one that's taking it away. Last year, it was Fran that was saying Sekiro. We all laughed at him. You idiot, <laughs> Fran. We hate you. And then, then we had that. But this year, bless. Hey, I, I could be wrong, and we'll find out uh, next week. But 
I think that you're you're going to be seeing a Reddit post eventually saying you should you should have went a little more mainstream. But we'll see. Maybe we'll see next week, baby, because we will be doing a live reaction to the Game Awards. Twitch.tv slash Games. We'll be right there for you. Uh, right now, we're going to do the post show, the Patreon exclusive post show for Patreon.com slash Games supporters. Imran, what do you got for us today? Uh, I am pulling from the Imran or Im, or Im right or Imran, I think is what I named it uh list that we used last time and i don't remember which one i've used before so this hopefully i'm not be fun. Yeah. let's get to it till next time love you guys